Welcome to another episode of Council for the State. I'm Idaho Attorney General Lawrence Wasden. Council for the State is a podcast produced by my office. Our goal with each episode is to shed a little more light on the office, Idaho law, and other aspects of state government. By doing so, we hope to increase transparency and further your understanding. Thank you for listening, and remember, all of our past episodes are available at ag.idaho.gov. Here's Council for the State host, Scott Graff. Welcome to Council for the State. In the fall of 2019, the state of Idaho and the Office of the Attorney General finalized an agreement to partner with the Federal Social Security Administration to create a new investigative unit in Idaho with one overarching goal— to ensure integrity and deter fraud in federal and state disability benefit programs. The Cooperative Disability Investigations Program, or CDI, is made up of both federal and state Attorney General Office investigators who look into allegations of fraud in the Social Security Administration's disability programs, as well as other related federal and state benefit programs. This arrangement has proven to be very successful, which has helped ensure that these benefits are being used by those they're intended for, and that taxpayers save money when those who shouldn't get these benefits don't. Joining us on Council for the State to talk more about the CDI unit is Don Jefferson. Don is Deputy Assistant Inspector General for CDI Investigations. He joins us today via Zoom. Don, welcome to Council for the State. Hey, good, good morning. Uh, well, it's good afternoon where I am, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, and Don, by the way, is joining us from Baltimore for our conversation today. So, Don, we really appreciate your time. We're looking forward to your expertise and learning a little bit more about CDI as we introduce it to our audience here in the state of Idaho. So, obviously, I just briefly addressed the purpose of the unit in our introduction. Can you talk more a little bit about its mission? Sure. Uh, The CDI program, um, you know, accomplishes its missions by reviewing questionable disability claims, um, you know, and investigating cases of suspected disability fraud, uh, you know, with the goal of, you know, stopping payments before they're actually issued uh, or as soon as, uh, you know, the unit determines that fraud uh, exists in a particular claim. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's sometimes it's easier to, um, to stop uh, payments or fraudulent payments before they go out uh, versus doing the pay and chase. So uh, that's one of the things uh, or benefits of the CDI program. We really focus in on both aspects, which would be preventing those payments from going out if there's fraud suspected, uh, you know, in the disability claim. Um, the, the other benefit to, uh, you know, the CDI program is, you know, we look to protect the public's interest and, and, and integrity in SSA's disability program. Um, as you mentioned in your introduction, uh, you know, what we want to do and make sure that happens is that those individuals who are entitled to disability payments, that they receive it, and then those in- individuals who are not, that they don't. Um, that is a, a, a crucial part uh, and vital role of the CDI program and its mission. Um, and again, as you, as you also indicated, uh, it's a joint effort uh, between federal and state agencies. Um, the goal there is we're able to pool resources uh, to prevent and detect fraud. Uh, in SSA's programs. Um, Again, you know, when you're bringing resources from the state and the federal level uh, to combat fraud, there's benefits for both both programs, both at the federal level as well as the state level. Let's talk a little bit about the structure. Who makes up the CDI unit? How is it structured? Well, I'll I'll tell you, um, you know, we have uh, a number of units across the country and, uh, you know, some of them are, are of different sizes, but 
the, the basic, you know, typical structure uh, of our CDI units, um, you have an OIG special agent uh, from our office who serves as a team leader. Um, and then you also have an SSA program specialist uh, from the Social Security Administration. And then from the state level, we have uh, our disability determination examiners. Um, and then we also have our state and local law enforcement partners. Uh, they generally uh, make up our CDI units. And again, as they indicated, there's sometimes we have uh, more people that are a part of those units, um, you know, in those particular areas. Um, and, and the goal there too is, you know, each one brings a, a certain expertise to the unit and what we're doing. And they work in a cooperative and a collaborative effort, um, you know, to evaluate and investigate suspicious disability claims. Um, and the other thing that I will also, you know, just like to mention and, and sort of talk about is that, you know, while we talk a lot about individual disability claims, um, you know, there's also uh, a, a role for our units to investigate and identify attorneys, doctors, or other third parties who facilitate disability fraud schemes. Uh, you know, they sometimes, uh, you know, we have um, cases that result in multiple claims uh, that are fraudulent. Uh, where we have these individuals who have participated in an organized scheme to defraud SSA and its programs. Um, you know, the role of the, of the CDI units is, you know, what we want to do is to provide facts and information to help SSA and DDS, you know, personnel make accurate and timely, you know, claim decisions. Um, you know, we know that these benefits are there for some of our most vulnerable individuals in society. So we want to make sure that we can help the agency make, again, timely and accurate disability um, decisions in order for these individuals who are entitled to receive their benefits, um, you know, that they so may so desperately need. We talked about the, the MOU here was finalized in the fall of 2019. The program, I believe, was funded the next year here in the state of Idaho. So it's still really, really new in our state. But it sounds like this is a, 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 a type of unit that exists and has existed in other parts of the country. Can you give me a little bit of, of history on it? And, and I'll put you on the spot just a little bit. How many similar units exist across the U.S.? Sure. Uh, you know, this, uh, like you said, the unit is, is you know, started in, in, in the state of Idaho in 2019. Uh, but the program in and of itself has been in existence since 1997. Uh, it started with a pilot um, in, uh, with five CDI units. Um, and then ultimately, uh, based on the success of those five, uh, I was on a recent call uh, not too long ago. I call them the Fab Five. You know, if you have any basketball sort of uh, uh, history, um, they were the Fab Five. And so, you know, based on their success and, and uh, um, experiences, the program has continually grown, um, you know, and, and caught the eyes of Congress, uh, you know, such that, you know, in 2015, you know, Congress passed the Bipartisan Budget Act. Uh, which pretty much mandated that uh, there be CDI coverage um, across 50 states and U.S. territories by October 1st of 2022. So as you can see, we're getting close to that, that, that date, that magical date where um, we're expected to have, uh, you know, a CDI coverage in, in all 50 states and U.S. territories. Um, and so to give you an idea of where we are right now um, on, that, uh, on that mission, um, uh, the CDI program currently consists of 49 units covering 47 states. Um, we have, uh, you know, coverage in the District of Columbia, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, American Samoa, and the Northern Mariana Islands. So, uh, as you can see, we've continued to expand the program and to assist SSA in doing so. 
Um, and we do plan to complete, uh, you know, uh, that mandate or comply with that mandate by, you know, October 1st, 2022, uh, where we will bring on board uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Alaska to assume, to assume, uh, to achieve full CDI coverage. Those are the last three I was going to ask you. Okay. So you're optimistic that your goal will be met once they, they're on board. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're full steam ahead. Don, how is the unit's work enhanced uh, when a state joins? You know, this is, in terms of the federal fraud, you, you could probably do that on your own, and I'm sure that the federal government has. But when you bring in a state like Idaho, how is that relationship, that operation enhanced when you have that partnership? Well, as you know, uh, you know, partnerships aren't, aren't necessarily a new thing for uh, a lot of federal agencies to include the Social Security Administration. Uh, and, you know, in the Office of Investigations, we do uh, value our partnerships. Um, but the benefit is, you know, we jointly operate these units along with SSA, along with our state and local law enforcement partners, uh, as well as the Disability Determination Service. Um, and, you know, each one has a, a, a specific role uh, that they play in the success of the units. Um, you know, for example, our state DDS examiners play a role in determining whether individuals are eligible uh, or whether they should continue to, to receive um, benefits. Um, you know, so th there's that vital role that they play uh, using their expertise, expertise to identify cases of suspected fraud as well. Um, SSA provides programmatic support to the CDI units, uh, you know, and they assist in, in, in helping to understand, you know, how these cases should be um, uh, managed and, and how we should review claims. Um, and then there's the law enforcement partner. The law enforcement partner plays a, a, a huge role uh, by providing investigative support and by assigning investigators uh, to the units. And, you know, uh, again, I'm in the Office of Investigations and what we're talking about is fraud, um, you know, so the investigators, they go out, they conduct surveillance, they do field operations. I mean, they interview uh, witnesses and they also sometimes engage in interviewing uh, the individuals who, uh, who submitted their claims. Um, so it, it, is, it is really a partnership. Uh, you know, we, we value the partnership with our, with our uh, state and local partners. Um, and, you know, we're able to actually, they're able to actually act as a, as a force multiplier, uh, you know, while, you know, we, we do have, um, you know, a number of, uh, you know, 1811s or special agents that work for us. Um, I, I don't have to tell you, there's a lot of work uh, that's out there. And so by, you know, partnering with our state and, uh, and local partners, it does allow us to be a force multiplier and to actually, again, work to, you know, protect the integrity of SSA's programs, as well as the state programs that, you know, also are sort of uh, aligned with what we do. So far, Don, we talked pretty generically about the programs and the benefits. Could you give us maybe an example so our audience better understands if they don't already, what type of benefits that, that sometimes are abused? Uh, sure. Um, you know, the, the CDI program is really geared towards disability benefits um, and, and making sure that um, we investigate the suspected fraud in that program. While, like you said, SSA also pays out retirement benefits and survivor benefits, the CDI program is really focused and geared towards disability payments um, and benefits. Um, for example, you know, some of the cases that we get involved in, uh, you know, you may have somebody who's trying to conceal the, the you know, their work uh, activity, uh, you know, in order to continue to collect disability benefits. Um, I, you know, some of your, uh, your listeners may have, uh, you know, seen, you know, in the past where, you know, uh, you know, some individuals will, 
you know, claim that they're disabled, you know, receive disability benefits. And, and anytime you, you see them going to a, an appointment, the doctor's appointment, you know, they, they, they take the, uh, the walker out of the trunk of the car and they're using that. But then, you know, after that appointment's over, they sort of pick, put it back into uh, the trunk of the car and, you know, and they go on about their, 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 their life. So, um, you know, we have investigators. Uh, some of those, uh, you know, we, you know, we like to get in and, and do surveillance and investigate those cases. Um, and so th those are just a, a, a quick snapshot of some of the cases that we get involved in as far as uh, the disability payment side of the house. Um, and, and again, there are others, but you, you would probably be surprised at some of the things that some of our investigators have uncovered uh, during their work uh, in, in their assignments on the CDI program. I asked one of the folks in our office who's part of the project, uh, give me an example of the type or a recent case or a case. And I believe um, they mentioned that, that uh, one of the investigators had done some surveillance and ended up following uh, an individual down the highway, uh, this individual had been collecting benefits for being blind, uh, which, you know, as you probably know, it's difficult to drive down the road if if you are truly, in fact, blind. So in that situation, my next question is when when abuse has been identified, what are our options in terms of recouping, potential prosecution, that sort of thing? What comes next? Sure. So as you indicated, you know, the first part of that is, is, is collecting the evidence, right? You know, and what we do, we want to make sure that uh, that we have the evidence to show that this person has attempted or, or is defrauding, you know, the Social Security Administration or the state programs, uh, which are also a part of what we do. Um, we have a couple of different options. You know, uh, the one thing that we uh, really look to do is, um, you know, criminal prosecution, as you mentioned, right? You know, our investigators, uh, which is an advantage for having state investigators because it allows us to pursue uh, sometimes criminal prosecution at the federal level as, as well as the state level. So that's another benefit that I may not have mentioned earlier in our conversation. Um, but, you know, we do look to have uh, criminal prosecution. There's uh, what we call civil monetary penalties, uh, meaning that, you know, the agency, our agency, the Office of the Inspector General, can go in and impose penalties for you know, false statements that were made during the application process. Um, and then there's also, you know, with the criminal prosecution, you know, the restitution that comes back that can be ordered by uh, the court uh, and, and having these individuals repay the money that, uh, that they receive. Um, and then there's also the ability to, you know, like I said, stop their payments to ensure that they're no longer receiving them. And there's other administrative sanctions um, that the agency, you know, the Social Security Administration can, can impose as well. But, you know, it, to your point, you know, one of the things that we like to see and, and highlight in, um, uh, in the CDI program is, you know, those successful cases so that maybe that'll be a deterrent to some of the others who, you know, other individuals out there who may be thinking, yeah, maybe I can do this. Or, you know, they know somebody who's been doing it and it's like, well, you know, they're doing it, why can't I? Um, you know, our, our goal is to make sure that we, you know, send a deterrent factor as well um, as we investigate these cases and, and, and report out on some of the highlights, um, uh, you know, moving forward. We think that that's also a very important part of the, the unit's work. Don, when this was discussed as an idea here in the state of Idaho, and of course, you know, funding in our state comes from the state legislature for something like this, which meant that uh, we had to, to go to the legislature and have a conversation about this. And part of that conversation was, you know, viewed through the lens of an investment that, you know, we're asking for some funding to help fund, in this case, these two positions out of the office of the attorney general to contribute to the CDI unit. 
and you know the the return on the investment is the state will benefit by not paying out benefits to people who don't deserve them. Has that materialized in units like the one in Idaho and across the country? Are are we seeing consistently across the board that return on investment? Uh, yes. Uh, and, and, and maybe and in, in sort of take this in like parts, like you said, from the state. Um, I am very familiar with, uh, you know, a lot of state legislatures, you know, who are new to the program wanting to have um, you know, I have questions about, you know, how is that a benefit to the state? Um, one of the things uh, that we, we definitely talk about is that um, for the state, for their purposes, uh, the Social Security Administration funds 100% of the CDI program. So, um, you know, in essence, you know, the state of Idaho and all of our other state and local partners, uh, there's zero cost because they're reimbursed for uh, you know, the cost of salary for the employees that are assigned to the unit, you know, if there's vehicles, uh, obviously the investigators that they, you know, that they need to get their job done. So that's, a, it's a zero cost for the state, um, you know, uh, when it comes to the, you know, to that aspect of it. And then, as you mentioned, um, you know, what's the return on investment is um, a lot of times the individuals who are applying for disability uh, benefits and who re are approved um, there's, some, there's a lot of times there's a, an added state benefit, your Medicare, your Medicaid, those benefits, you know, come along with that allowance for Social Security disability benefits. So, again, those individuals aren't entitled to the actual payments being made by Social Security. Um, then there's also the, 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 the added benefit to the state that these individuals are, are not fraudulently receiving Medicare and Medicaid. Can you talk about some statistics specific to the state of Idaho? And, and again, I know it's very new, but I think with the, it's been up and running long enough. There, there probably are some stats that you can share to kind of share with the audience how things have gone so far in the first couple of years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as you indicated, um, the the unit in in, in Boise or in Idaho uh, came on board in September of 2019. Um, and uh, so the stats that I'll give you are from September 2019 through the end of December 2021. Um, the Boise CDI unit has investigated 72 cases, resulting in over $1 million in SSA savings and over $1 million in non-SSA savings. So that, that Medicare and Medicaid piece for the state that I've talked about, that's the non-SSA uh, savings that we, we look at. And so that's over a million dollars uh, since uh, the unit came on board in September of 2019. Um, I, it, so for me, I, that's, that's, that's a huge success. In preparing for this, I had a conversation with one of our investigators, and I said, you know, I know it's new, but in your estimate, how has it gone? And he used the words home run. Uh, he also said that he was thrilled with how quickly it got up and running and how quickly we started to see you know that return on the investment the the results uh do you and i know you you oversee a lot of these so asking specifically about you know the new one here in idaho may not necessarily be fair but have you seen the venture here in idaho as a success so far from the federal perspective oh absolutely and and, and again i think that's a tribute to uh, you know, the partnership between, you know, uh, the Office of the Inspector General, the Social Security Administration, uh, the Office of the Attorney General there in Idaho, um, you know, and our, our state partner at DDS. I mean, it has definitely been a, a success and a home run. And, you know, the thing that, uh, that, that I like to say is that, you know, 
when everybody comes together and understands, um, you know, what the, you know, the goal and the mission is and, and everybody, you know, contributes and collaborates to make sure that the, the units are successful, which is what we do across the country. Um, you know, we definitely consider it has been a home run in, uh, in Idaho as the investigator that you spoke to in your office. Um, you know, sometimes when these units, you know, initially start and get up and running, it, you know, it takes a, a little bit of time, but, um, you know, to say that, you know, a unit the size of the one in Boise and particularly in a state, you know, like Idaho, I mean, obviously in some of our more populated areas, you know, there's obviously more people, more claims, but, you know, uh, to say that they've uh, been able to accomplish the things that they have in, in such a short period of time uh, is definitely as, uh, you know, from where I sit as, you know, being the, the providing the oversight and the senior leadership over the CDI program, I am, uh, you know, you know, definitely, you know, happy and, and, and proud of what they've been able to do uh, in that short period of time. Excellent. Well, we're, of course, glad to hear that. Uh, going back to the, the creation of the Fab Five back in 1997, I'm sure the, the Idaho unit doesn't today look like the units did back in the late 1990s. So everything evolves, everything changes and improves. I'm curious to understand how the CDI program in Idaho and across the country maybe continues to evolve here now that we're, you know, in 2022. And I guess the projects have been around for 25 years. Sure. So one of the things I'll sort of highlight as, as, as we go into that is, um, uh, you know, since her, since her confirmation in 2019, you know, our Inspector General, Gail Ennis, has, you know, she recognized the value of the CDI program in protecting SSA's disability programs on behalf of the American people. Um, so she's always, uh, you know, looked to, you know, for opportunities to promote it nationally, um, you know, to be able to provide the level of oversight uh, that's needed. Obviously, when you're talking about 49 units across the country, uh, you know, different law enforcement partners and different entities that participate, um, you know, there's also a level of consistency and a national perspective that we uh, have been striving for. And, uh, and Inspector General Ennis has, has given us the support that we've needed to sort of move forward in that direction. And, and like you said, we started off with five and now you're talking about 49 units uh, and we're getting close to the mandate. Um, some of the things that, that, uh, that she's uh, spearheaded and what we've done uh, here in, in Baltimore, um, in, uh, in 2020 under her leadership, uh, she was able to get our office approved for uh, additional senior executive leadership to actually oversee the program. Um, so I, I will tell you the reason I, you know, I'm sort of sitting here as a senior executive is because of her vision, her leadership, and, uh, and her uh, ability to recognize that this program and the value in it and making sure that it continues uh, on into the future. Um, one of the other things that we are working on now that, that, you know, that is very um, uh, important uh, from where I sit is historically our field supervisors in the Office of Investigations have pretty much done double duty, if you will, right? They, they would supervise our offices that, that um, conduct our traditional investigations, um, and then they would also uh, supervise our CDI units. So uh, what, we're, what we're doing right now and what we're working on uh, is to provide more dedicated resources to the CDI program. Uh, again, that falls right in line with, uh, with IG Ennis' uh, vision. You know, I'm dedicated to the CI program at the senior executive level. Um, we're moving to where we have supervisors in the field who will be dedicated to CDI, providing, uh, you know, focused effort on the work uh, and, and engagement that the CDI units are doing. Um, you know, again, that just shows the importance and the value 
uh, that we place in, in our partnerships, uh, as well as in the program in and of itself. So, um, as you said, you know, anytime, you know, there's growth, you, you know, you, you learn things and you, and you try to improve, you create efficiencies. And, and those are some of the things that we're doing. Um, on that reorganization note that I just mentioned, uh, actually, uh, starting next week, we have reorganized our CDI units in the western part of the, the, the country um, under a, 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 a single reporting structure for them. So they will have a dedicated um, a special agent in charge that oversees those units and each one of our, our supervisors at the field level will be dedicated to CDI. And so we look to sort of transition that across the country. Uh, obviously we want it to start in the West. We'll move to the Midwest as, as well as to the, um, to the East Coast. But uh, those are some of the things that we're doing right now to, to strengthen the program. Uh, we work very closely with our, our DDS partners, uh, our, our state and local law enforcement partners. Um, you know, so those are the things that we're doing to strengthen uh, the program so that it can continue into the future. Well, we appreciate the partnership. We appreciate the federal support. Uh, like I said, I think across the office here, this has been viewed as a, a very positive development. So we, we thank you for all your inputs. Um, Don, I have exhausted my list of questions that I had for you. Is there anything that you would like to add uh, to our conversation that I haven't given you the opportunity to talk about? No, uh, yeah, I'll just add a, just a couple things. I mean, you know, like you said, we talk about the success of the program and just to give you um, you know, some, some, some stats, you know, uh, you know, statistical accomplishments that we've had. Uh, I'll start with, you know, last year during fiscal year 2021, uh, the CDI program reported more than, more than 86 million in projected savings to SSA's disability programs and approximately 76.5 million uh, to, to our state, you know, Medicare and non-SSA programs. Um, so those are, are some stats from last year, you know, again, which I find, you know, also amazing continuing. We were all operating under the pandemic and, and under COVID. Um, and then since inception, uh, the CDI pro in 1997, uh, the CDI investigations have contributed to projected savings to taxpayers of approximately $7.7 billion um, and $4.3 billion in projected savings to SSA's Title II and Title XVI disability programs and $3.4 in projected savings to uh, you know, our, our, our federal and state-related programs. So, again, as you can see, it, it is a very uh, successful program. It is actually one of SSA and OG's most successful anti-fraud initiatives. Um, and, you know, we continue to see it grow and, 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 um, uh, and to protect the integrity of SSA's disability programs and the trust that the American people have um, in SSA. Um, and I, I don't want to end uh, the call without, you know, thanking the Idaho Office of the Attorney General, uh, the Idaho Disability Determination Service, and our regional SSA staff for their partnership and the hard work in making the Boise CDI unit a success. Um, and I also want to just thank all of our partners who participate in the CDI program nationally. So um, really appreciate the partnership and, and thank you for, for the support. Our guest today on Council for the State has been Don Jefferson. Don is the Deputy Assistant Inspector General for CDI Investigations. Don, thanks again. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
And thank you for joining us here on Council for the State. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful in sharing more information about the Office of the Attorney General in this portion of Idaho State Government. Remember, previous episodes of the podcast are available in three ways. All episodes are archived at the Attorney General's website, ag.idaho.gov. They're also available through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.